Welcome to Mommy Heal Thyself. We feature guests who provide you with the tools, resources, and strategies you need to say no to a life of pain and suffering from all forms of preventable disease, toxic drugs, and unnecessary surgeries. We hope to inspire you to boldly reclaim your ability to heal and to serve the ones you love. Welcome, my ladies. Today, I have a special guest for you. This is Becky Plotner, and she is a naturopathic doctor, a traditional naturopath, a certified GAPS practitioner, and a doctor of pastoral sciences. She's classified as a practitioner literate in Lyme, literate in chelation, and literate in iodine. She writes on her site, Nourishing Plot, and works with the Children Health Defense. Dr. Plotner serves on Dr. Natasha's GAPS board of directors and just wrote, it was just released, the book, GAPS, Stage by Stage with Recipes. And alongside of Dr. Natasha, as well as the book, Probiotic Foods versus Commercial Probiotics. And I made a mistake. The book that was just released was the GAPS Baby Book. I am so excited about this book. Oh my gosh, I cannot wait to, for her to talk about this. In any case, as a naturopathic doctor, she is board certified through the American Naturopathic Medical Certification Board, and her specialty area is GAPS, which is the main focus of her clinic. Plotner was chosen to be the GAPS expert in 2017 and trained certified GAPS practitioners and certified GAPS coaches. She spoke at the annual Weston Price Conference in 2019 in Dr. Natasha's place. So, my ladies, without further ado, it's too much of an introduction. It's just a gal who used to be sick, who got better with food and wants to shout it from the rooftops. Well, that works, too. That works, too. So tell me, tell me, Becky, you said sick previously. So Tell me a little bit about your story. I didn't get that part in, in the intro. Well, my son, who actually turns 22 in two weeks, he actually is the is the reason. When he was four and a half, he was autistic, ADHD, bipolar, hypoglycemic, and dyslexic. And we spent a whole summer trying to find out what was wrong with his child. And going from specialist to specialist, to copay, to copay, to $750 later, getting a whole lot of labels, but not a whole lot of answers as to what to do to fix the problem. Mm -hmm. And we had just moved down to Miami Beach and it was myself and my kids because I homeschooled. My husband was gone at work all the time. I didn't know anybody. We just moved down there. Nobody else spoke English. And it was me, my kids and the Lord. And I would just pray. And it always came down to food. While we were getting all of these diagnoses and trying to find answers, I would be feeding him and homeschooling him and seeing an immediate change in terms of what he could do and what he couldn't do. And when he was there and when he wasn't there, where I could see him in there. And then other times he was just completely lost and it all came down to food. And within a year, he lost all of his diagnoses. Wow. And he's been neurotypical for over 17 years. He owns his own business now. He's one of the most amazing people I've ever met before in my life. As a matter of fact, if anything goes wrong for me, I actually call him before I call my husband because I know he'll be there faster. <laughs> he volunteers when hurricanes come through and he gets out there with the chainsaw. And here he is, 22 years old. He's got this big beard and all of the people come out of their houses asking him because they think he's the foreman on the on the job. And, um, but what happened was I ate like he ate because I didn't want him to feel like something was wrong with him. Something was weird. 
and I got sick and I realized my body had been in overdrive, overcoming all the sicknesses that I had. And all of a sudden, all these sicknesses were popping up and I had heavy metal damage and I had hyperthyroidism and Hashimoto's, hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's and eczema and IBD. And I had eight autoimmune diseases. I had chronic Lyme disease and I didn't know I had all of these issues. Um, cancer came and then left and and then came and then left. And in terms of the ability to support your body properly through food, it is mind-blowingly effective. So this is what I do. Awesome. And, you know, we have similar stories in so many different regards. And that was one of the reasons why I wrote my first book, Mommy, because our children inspire us to level up, to get the job done, you know? So, ah, so now... Tell me a little bit more about the problem that you help women to solve. When they come to you, what is it that they're dealing with? Yeah, they're usually dealing with a sick kid, some kind of a sick kid, some kind of a situation. And it's usually the situation where we've gone to 16 medical doctors and we've had thousands and thousands of dollars worth of tests. And we've got this three inch folder worth of tests and visits and nobody has any answers and they don't know what to do. And we just really start working with the food, recovering the microbiome, getting rid of heavy metals, if that's the situation, taking care of specific nutritional deficiencies, if that's present. And the body just gets better. Your body wants to heal. You're, you prove this every time you scratch yourself, it heals. You prove this every time you take alcohol, you heal. It is just one of those things where your body, when supported properly, can repair itself. You just have to know what to do, what to do, what finds your body is saying. As we walk through with food, there are certain things that we know work better than other things in terms of foods. Eating monosaccharides is going to be one of those things, single sugar molecules, where it's easier to digest instead of carbohydrates that are disaccharides or polysaccharides. So when you take away the inflammation and you can give your body the nutrition from the food, now your body can get built and can get stronger and kick things out all on its own. We have never had a people group in any time period ever that has been as poisoned as we are right now. When they test the rain, they test and find glyphosate in the rain. They find cadmium, lead, mercury, aluminum in the rain. If it's in the rain, where else is it? So, and we would get better. But at this point in time, we have to get more diligent. We have to get more aggressive. We have to get more severe oftentimes for a lot of people. And unfortunately, that usually means mom's got to get herself into the kitchen and cook food from scratch. And sometimes it also means we've got to grow our own food from scratch and cook it in our own homes. It's kind of bringing things back around full circle, mm-hmm. you know, resetting the balance. So Mom's now, could you break it down a little bit in terms of, because, uh, you know, some moms come with a plethora of diagnoses that have already been um, hexed onto the child, which is what I, what I say, but many moms do need, don't even realize that some of the things that they think is just, uh, I guess it's normal. Uh, so what are some of the things that we can look for symptomologically to mm-hmm. give us that red flag that says, wait a minute, this isn't right. I need to do yeah. it to die. Yeah. So there's a lot of things, really any sickness means that your body's not processing things properly. Farting 
means that food is fermenting in your digestive tract, burping. These are all yeasts. So you're looking for any type of symptoms, but there's millions of them. Dark circles under the eyes is gonna be reflective of liver stress. If you look at the teeth, if the teeth closer to the bottom of the teeth are more see-through or the whole tooth is see-through, it's pulling nutrients because your body's missing the nutrients. So it's pulling the nutrients. But allergies, autism, any type of a symptom, any type of a disease, I've never seen one single situation where somebody comes with some kind of a label of disease or multiple labels of diseases, like in my case, when we switch them to real food, I've never seen a case where they don't get better. Hmm. And we just do it in the pattern. The sicker the person is, the more aggressive we become, the more strict we become. For some people, most people, that just means we just really drop the things that are inflammatory. And it's really a crime that we have to be such detectives to figure out what is actually food to eat nowadays. So if you look at grains and wheat, well, they changed that in the 70s and they made it this man-made altered wheat molecule instead of a wheat molecule that we can digest, which like an einkorn wheat molecule, which was a biblical grain, it hasn't been altered, emmer, sonora. But if we take that molecule, but but we can digest that if your digestive tract is healthy enough. But now if you're just eating regular old wheat, I've got five friends that live in farmland who are completely surrounded, their house is surrounded by crops. And they've said, you know, I, I haven't seen in the last 20 years, I have not seen them till the ground. I've not seen them feed the ground with any fertilizer. They spray, they plant, they spray, they spray, they spray. Wheat is sprayed five times. It's sprayed one time right now. It's just new. They're spraying it right before they're harvesting it. And one of the reasons for that is when they put that grain in the silo and it gets cold at night because it's harvesting it later in the year, it's going to develop this moisture and then it gets hot in the day. Now it grows mold. But if they spray it with that glyphosate, it now dries that up. But now you're eating glyphosate, which is an antibiotic in your body. And now you're wiping out all of your good flora. So now you're having an issue with it. And this goes across the board with so many different things. There was actually an article that I put out on my Substack. I can't remember who published it, where they actually put a camera where people ate ramen noodles, which ramen noodles in my college years was one of my favorite meals. I mean, I'm hundred percent Polish. Are you kidding me? I can have two packages and be completely full for 23 cents. This is my favorite food ever. No, right. <laughs> so, so these people, it's not what it was, not what it was back then right now. So somebody put these noodles and there's a new chemical that they're putting on them. Big, big, long name that preserves those noodles on the store shelf. So they can stay on the store shelf longer. So they don't lose as much to, mm-hmm. Uh, perishable items Mm -hmm. but when they put that in the person's body the camera with the noodles it took over four hours before those noodles even started to break down because of that chemical that was that preservative in there well now where are you getting your nutrients from if you can't break down any of your food that you're eating even if that had nutrients so all of these things where we choose the foods that are more nutrient dense Mm-hmm. that are easier to digest. It reduces the inflammation. You get nourished and the body can start crawling out of the hole, no matter what disease you come with. So now I noticed, like I said, that you've come out with the new book, Gaps Baby. And I'm curious as to what it is that's in that book, because you know, for babies, is it going to focus on what the mommy is intaking or, or what? Because I mean, babies, you know, if we're breastfeeding, babies aren't really eating per se until they get to maybe six months or a year. So 
What's the what's in the book? What's in the book, Becky? So this is this is the new book. It's got babies that are all miracle stories on the front and back. And it basically covers um what to do before you get pregnant. Mm-hmm. You're you're preparing the house for the baby to live. And we want to take out as much of this chemical toxicity and, and and nourish your body as much as possible. Because once you actually do get pregnant, morning sickness is actually just a sign of nutritional deficiencies. Exactly. If you can't get out of bed, that's just a sign of nutritional deficiencies. Yeah. So we want to nourish your body the most because that baby is going to need to be fed. And if that baby doesn't get that nourishment from your food intake, it's going to steal it from your body and you've got to have those reserves. Mm-hmm. So it covers before you get pregnant. Mm-hmm. while you're pregnant, including what to do, what the baby needs in terms of nutrition, each mm-hmm. individual month of growth so that they can have the proper nutrition to build. Mm-hmm. And then it gives you delivery options, things that you can be concerned with and look out for that are happening in hospitals today that you want to be watching out for, or what is a midwife? What is a doula? What is an aqua birth? Wow. So that you can see all these different options so that you have more information. And then it tells you exactly what to do with the baby when they're very first born, because we can program that flora, how to behave. And when we take, for example, I had one family, mom actually worked in a tire manufacturing plant prior to when she got married. And then they immediately started having babies. And so she was exposed to a lot of chemicals, a lot of forever chemicals even. And so the very first child, because the baby, your mother's body will actually dump toxicity into the baby in a way of cleansing itself to prepare a way for the baby. And so the very first child they had, she was very sick with juvenile arthritis. Her, her, knees were the size of cantaloupes she couldn't bend her knees she couldn't squat down she could only lounge she couldn't she had very little mobility and a lot of pain then the second child was even worse type 1 diabetes and then the third child was even worse with autism and 50 seizures a day some of them were 30 minutes long and then oh my gosh we got pregnant i don't think we can handle something worse and we trained that bacteria how to behave and then they had another child and we did the same exact thing. There's no health problems in those two children's whatsoever. So what to do when the baby is very firstborn, even when you're coming from a horrifically sick dysbiosis type situation, how to build, and then what to look out for with breastfeeding and how to take care of mom after delivery, as well as other things, including medical kidnapping and things to look out for and things to watch for and, and options to help you if anything ever, ever happens, because we are seeing a lot of it nowadays. And, um, and then what to do in terms of introducing food. So it covers the whole spectrum. And it is the most incredible thing that I've ever put together with so much information. It's everything that I wish I had prior to when I had babies to teach me everything. And we would never have been in this position if that had been out. So now you kind of like zip through a certain term that I am not going to let you get away with. What is medical kidnapping? So there's a lot of stories in the book about that, including other stories of senators who have actually come forward and exposed what's been going on with medical kidnapping. Um, There is a link between the medical community, the teachers in schools, um, daycares, where they are obligated to report any type of a concern that they actually see. You know, I came to this topic thinking, there's people out there that are on meth who aren't taking care of their kids and the kids haven't eaten in five days and they're sitting in this dirty diaper for three days and just crying or they don't even cry anymore because they know they're not going to get a response. And this is why we have organizations like CPS so that these kids can go into a better situation. 
but I have learned a totally different story is actually what is happening. And I am seeing parents. So for example, I I've seen parents who had a concern for one of the twin child, twin children, and they took one of them to the hospital. And um, when they brought the food, because it was close to a food time, oh, he can't have wheat. He can't have um, the dyes that are in that. It, it makes him um, act not like himself. And the doctor immediately called CPS. Yeah. And most hospitals have a CPS in the basement of the hospital and they can be in the room in 35 seconds. Yeah. And both children were taken away right away. I've got another family who is over in the UK who um, had an autistic child that she recovered from autism. He's no longer autistic and he never even had vaccines. And he, um, through food, she recovered him and he's no longer autistic. He is fully verbal now and he is fantastic. Well, she took him to the park about a month and a half ago. And um, there was nobody in the park. It was fully gated. But then when she closed the gate on the park, she realized there was a person at the other end of the park with two big dogs. And as soon as she closed the gate, the two big dogs, which happened to be pit bulls, ran and charged. And one of them leaped up and grabbed her son and took his whole head into his mouth. And she grabbed that dog and finally got it off. And the other dog leaped and grabbed his head in his mouth. And by the time the owner had got there and both of the women are trying to pull the dogs off of this little three-year-old boy and they're left and right pulling the dogs off. In the process, the owner's ear was ripped off by one of the dogs. She finally got out, immediately rushed her child to the hospital. And of course, head wounds bleed more than any other space in your body because there's so much blood that needs to go to your brain. So there's blood everywhere. It is very, very scary. She's very upset. I would be enormously upset. The medical community is very, very upset. And they basically just told her that the wounds will close all on their own. They just basically clean them out. But he has to have a uh, um, tetanus vaccine, not rabies. I almost said rabies, but I was confused. You would think there was a tetanus vaccine, which has nothing to do with dogs. And they pushed and they pushed and they pushed and she got the tetanus vaccine. First vaccine this child has ever had, who had been recovered from autism. She took the child home. The child has been terrified. He won't leave the house. He won't even look at animals on the TV. This is a terrifying situation, very upsetting. Night terrors that are going crazy for everybody. Two weeks after they finally get home, she starts getting inundated with phone calls from the hospital, from the primary care physician, from the nurses. And you'd think they would be asking things like, how is your child? Do we need to seek counseling? Is his trauma okay? How is the child? Nope. The only thing they wanted to know is when are you coming in to get your coat, your booster? You need to get this vaccine booster. And they were hounding her to get the booster. And now she has CPS on her back because she was not comfortable going back in because she needed to get her son in a cleaner mental state. This is not neglective care. When we see those children that have that situation where they're not cheap feeding their children wheat because they have issues with it, colors, food dyes, anything like this, this is restricting the child of food. This is restricting their child of medical care, child neglect, parental neglect, child endangerment. These are all felonies. These have to be reported if you ever go for a job interview. I mean, there are horrible situations. When I was interviewed um, on this topic, because I had a client that was in this situation by the Children's Health Defense, they actually asked me to watch a documentary that was on Netflix. We didn't have Netflix, so I ordered Netflix for a month to watch the documentary, Take Care of Maya. 
and it lays it out in full detail, the pressure that they put on the parents. They just walk in the house. They they don't have a warrant. I mean, when does that ever happen? Um, one of the families, it was a family of three kids and the one child had a very, very high fever and they took it to the naturopathic doctor. And the naturopathic was very concerned about the very high fever, called the emergency room and said, you need to go there right away. Instead of putting peppermint essential oil down the spine, which we know drops the fever, drinking yarrow tea, which drops the fever, drinking fever few tea, which drops the fever, putting them in a cold bathtub, which mm -hmm. drops the fever, or even putting a cold washcloth, which drops the fever, go to the hospital right away. Well, on the way to the hospital, halfway there, the child starts laughing and giggling in the backseat of the car, ice cream, what would you do? So she took the child home because the child was fine. That's what I would have done. Mm -hmm. Three o'clock in the middle of the night. The SWAT team and the police and the CPS barges in and takes all three kids. Didn't check anybody's temperature, nothing. This is not what I thought this whole department was doing. So we have to be parents to our children. We have to protect our children. I don't let anybody in my house unless they have a warrant. I don't let anybody in my house if they have a reason. And we will defend our own children. My son, when he turned 18, and we had never talked about this in front of them. The very first thing he came up to me, we are not the normal family. <laughs> Whenever they would have a birthday, I would always, the day before their birthday, I would, I would always want them to feel so very special on their birthday. And I would run around the house. Oh, it's our last day to give five-year-old hugs and kisses. And we'd hug and we'd run and they'd chase and we'd run and they'd chase and we'd run and we'd chase and, and they would have so much fun. And I would do it all day long. And my husband would do it all day long before and after work. And, and then the next day, oh, it's six-year-old hugs and kisses. Oh, 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 there's not that much of a difference. It's kind of the same. Let me try again. And they would run and run. And, well, he turns 18 and I'm not kidding you. We would still do it when they're 16, 17, years old. They're 22 and 23. And guess what I'm going to be doing? And first thing he says when he walks into the kitchen, mom, aren't you glad CPS can't come get me now? Why is that even on somebody's radar? You should be thinking about building a bamboo raft and floating down a river and building a tree house and hunting squirrels. And well, I, you're living I, in different times. I'm, I'm so glad that you are able to bring light to this issue, especially with the Children's Health Defense Fund, because those of us who have been in this space um, know that this is nothing new. I, I've dealt with child protection services myself. I've had my daughter taken away from me. I know what it's like where you're scared out of your wits that they're gonna take your children. And, and from the very beginning, you know, from, from you give birth, they're, they're circling like daggone vultures waiting for any reason and, and, and it's, and I don't want to put people into a zone of paranoia. I just want you to really be aware that as Becky is saying, they have these offices everywhere. You know, you give birth to your baby, they're right there in the hospital, circling like vultures, looking for any- and There everything. are places where they've taken the kid because they don't give them the vitamin K shot yeah. or because they don't give exactly. them the DTAP right from birth. Yeah, they, they were threatening to take my son away from me my my youngest son, because um, when when we gave birth in the hospital, that he was the only child that was born in the hospital. 
for a good reason. Um, and as you know, with breastfed babies, they don't get big and fat and plump like the Goodyear blimp, you know? And so they started threatening me saying, oh, you have to bring him in because of this. And, and I knew I could see those red flags. And so I refused to go in and then they would call. And at that time we were military family and they would start threatening. Well, if you don't come in, we're going to call your husband's command and blah, 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 blah. And it, it is intense what they do and the terror that they put into families. I've, uh, you know, when I when I had my situation with my daughter, it prompted me to do a summit where we had other women coming to share the pain that they went through, where they went along with the program. The school steps in and says, you have to give your child this medication. And, and children have died because yeah. moms and dads were not able to do what they wanted to do, which was to protect their child. You know, you there's something that God places on your heart that you know when something isn't right, you yeah. know? And when yeah. mothers and fathers speak up, when doctors even speak up, you know, one of our board members for It Takes a Village, Dr. Mary Kelly Sutton, she's she's under the fire again, fighting for a third license because she is speaking up and saying, no, no, no. So thank you so much for carrying on and, and making more people aware that I, I wish it were a one in a million thing, but it is all too common and people yeah. just don't know it. It's the truth. You are hundred percent correct. And I'm so sorry you had to go through that. The stress that it puts on family, it's diabolical. It's the stuff that causes divorces. It's the stuff that causes people to commit suicide. Yeah. It is horrific pressure and they have full reign. Yes with their powers and their abilities and their threats and calling employers and then you get fired and yeah. it is a horrific and it goes on your record and it prevents you from being able to get other forms of employment so that's where I am right now you know there are certain things on my record and of course I in the field that I'm in they're constantly doing background checks so every time that flag comes up <laughs> you know they are uh, damaging people's lives they're not helping and they're doing it for profit they're yes. getting paid to do this serious money serious money serious money the, the research that i have found has shown it's about three thousand dollars for a normal child six thousand for a special needs child but the covid money dumped that up even higher and it's right around from what i can tell it's around six thousand and ten thousand per child yeah. and if they come in and if you've got multiple children mm -hmm. if there's a question about one child and you happen to have six kids that's my job oh, man. I'm it is you. not okay and you want to know what when things go wrong mm -hmm. moms have always got a pulse on that trajectory of what's happening they said thalidomide is just fine mom said no i don't think that and they were right they said vaccines are safe and effective and it's been proven in court that vaccines are unavoidably unsafe and moms have said something is wrong here and they are right this is the same exact situation when we're looking at the health of these children and we're looking at the safety of these children moms need to trust their mama gut instinct get back to the family get back to the kids it doesn't matter if you have a second car it matters if you keep your kids in home under your wing it doesn't matter if you live in a 17,000 square foot home you can make it you can scale back we scale back your kids are more important yeah. and doing it right. And all of these kids are getting better because the moms see mm -hmm. there's a behavior change when they eat the right foods. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the doctors are telling him, eat, feed them anything that they want to eat. There's no difference. I had my last doctor that we went to. She actually told my son, you should tell your mom to take you to McDonald's if you want to go to McDonald's. There's nothing wrong with McDonald's foods if you want to go to McDonald's. Are you kidding me? The McDonald's hamburger daddy only has, what is it, 14% beef? Is even what makes up the other percentage in there? What are the chemicals in there? This is how many, there's 11 ingredients in, in potato, in the French fries and they're fried in fat that goes rancid in our cells and never leaves and cause our cells to go rancid and he can have, and then she told me the reason your child is autistic is because of your poor parenting. Yeah. Well, the whole thing that changes this around, it's the moms, the moms are seeing this. And when the moms take action, the power that the moms have is mind blowing. So I would like to empower every single mom. You, you just put on your bootstraps, you do what you know is right. And you take care of your child. I would never take my child to an office that I knew that they could take my child away from. I'm going to be honest with you. My great grandma, when, when somebody fell and, and had a, a, a ear infection or an, a, a sickness, she took care of it at home. Mm-hmm. Let's get back to that. Mm-hmm. We don't need to rely on all, thousands of dollars of tests and all of this kind of stuff. Absolutely power to the mamas i'm telling you and the papas you know so um one question i wanted to ask you with regards to the gaps diet and you can just tell me well i know you're going to tell me michelle you don't you don't know what the heck you're talking about whenever i think about the gaps diet i think oh my god it is so restrictive how can anybody survive on that thing so tell me more about that particular misunderstanding that many people have with regards to the gap style it could be restrictive if you needed it to be restrictive if you were not healthy i've got people i usually work with a lot of the people that are the most damaged where they're not pooping they're not sleeping they're not sweating their bodies aren't working they can only eat three foods so in terms of building the body that restriction is a safe place because it builds the body back to health. We've got F by kids who can't tolerate foods. They projectile vomit nonstop and they dehydrate. And all of these different situations that we have that are so very toxic, lupus and fibromyalgia and all of these things. Sometimes when we go that route with that much sickness, this is the only option that you have. I had that situation. It was the only option that I did have. But there are stages where we build up on the food and we go starting with soups and vegetables and organ meats and animal fats and meats. And we build up and add in yolks and we go from cooking to soups to other methods of cooking. And we keep building in each different stage. And then we get to full gaps where we're really eating all of your meats, all the meats, all the yolks, all of the animal fats, all of the vegetables that are low starch, which is pretty much all of your vegetables except for corn and potato and sweet potato. Um, and soy, which is nobody should be eating because it's an endocrine disruptor. But in terms of um, the other foods, the options are, are limitless. You can have all kinds of dry alcohol, dry wines, and you can have fruits, nuts, and seeds, and fermented foods, and all kinds of fermented dairy. There's tons of options, tons of options. But you're reducing all the things that are actually chemically poisoned in our environment, like I described with those ramen noodles with that camera. So you reduce <laughs> a lot of the things that your body is being poisoned by. Because honestly, when I look at my son, back when he was autistic, ADHD, bipolar, hypoglycemic, and dyslexic, and we just came to real food that I cooked in my kitchen at home, Mm -hmm. mostly in the crock pot because we left for the day. Mm -hmm. And then he was perfectly neurotypical in one year. I think to myself, was he really 
autistic Any ADHD or hypoglycemic exactly. or dyslexic? Or was he just poisoned yeah. with all these chemicals that have never been tested? The mm -hmm. whole natural flavors, they actually advertise on the company that makes the natural flavors uh, label. They say, we help companies clean up their labels. There's over 800,000 different chemicals in that natural flavor potential. And that is an endless supply of potential things. The percentage of them that have actually been tested to see how do they actually respond in our body is minuscule. But mm -hmm. then when you have one chemical and you mix it with another chemical, that creates a whole nother chemical. Mm -hmm. And that's never been tested. Mm -hmm. And all of these things are sitting in containers. I actually did a article recently for the Western A. Price Journal on sunscreens. And in the sunscreen bottles, they say that this expires in a year. There's a reason for that. My Polish heart is like, well, I didn't even already touch it. I can use it again next year. They're just trying to make money. That is not true. The chemicals that are in there are counteracting. They're having a reaction with the plastic bottle. And now that is deadly. Those chemicals in there should not be put on your skin. If you're putting it on your skin, you might as well just lick it. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you. So my dear Becky, what is one book or video or event that has inspired you the most? Oh, one of my favorite things is the Western A. Price Conference. In terms of getting information, being around our people, people who believe in health, who believe in parents taking care of their family, who believe in raw milk and pastured eggs and pastured meats that have nutrient density and eating organs to build your body and having all of the vendors there and the speakers that are there. It is one of my most favorite times of the year. And it's coming up, it's coming up in, in October and I'll be there and I'll have a vendor booth and we'll have the Gaps Baby book and and the, all the other books there too. And some t-shirts, we have a bunch of t-shirts. We have baby onesies that say, I drink raw milk. And we have um, <laughs> Sally Fallon, who's the orchestrator of the Western Price Conference. She actually always says that if you wanna smoke a joint, eat a stick of butter because butter has arachidonic acid in it. And when you eat butter, it causes your body to have the arachidonic acid, which causes your body to make cannabinoids, think cannabis. So if you want to smoke, smoke a joint, eat a stick of butter, we made a t-shirt. So there's all kinds of things, we'll, we'll be there. It's my favorite time of year. It's wonderful, wonderful people, people that are happy and, and nourished, nobody's angry. It's it's just one of the most best things. So that's, that's what I love. Bad. If you're near there, it's gonna be in Missouri. And okay. if you're there, just to go to the vendor booths is is free. You don't have to pay for anything. Uh -huh. and it's just good to see I'm not alone. Wow. I have people. It's so important to know that you're not alone. That is the message that we keep on sharing with our community. You are not alone. I know sometimes, ladies, it feels like you're alone and you're fighting against the world. But know that there are other people like Becky, hundreds thousands of mamas and papas that are out there. So you are not alone. Now, Becky, what is one valuable resource that you would like to share with us? I think Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is doing a fantastic job with that children's health defense. He is actually not censored at this point and he can get the word out. So there's a lot of us who were writing about health topics like this that were just literally shut down over and over and over, and it's just not worth putting it out over again when there's no financial support for it and it's getting immediately censored, and he's not. So that, the childrenshealthdefense.org. I would go sign up for his newsletter and get it come to your you just get a constant flow of good information. Awesome. And we're also going to be putting in the show notes, everyone, 
the links to Becky's website so that you can learn more about phenomenal things that she's doing. Also to be able to find her book on Amazon. I definitely encourage you if you are getting ready to have a baby or you have a daughter or niece or anyone in your community, this would be fantastic. Even a young couple that hasn't yet gotten pregnant. As she says, the best time to get ready for baby is before baby has even been made, you know? So definitely look up these resources that we're gonna have in the link. And now, is there any one question that I should have asked Becky that you know will be able to help women to create those lives filled with power, purpose, protection, passion, and peace? Hmm. That's a good question. I would say, um, I would say trust your, your heart, trust your mama gut instinct. And I would, I would really like to emphasize again, it doesn't matter what other people are doing. Yeah. If you dial it back and bring it back to the home, sit down on the floor and play cards with your son, whatever the situation is, bring it back to the basics. It doesn't have to be expensive. Just bring it back to the basics. Powerful. Thank you so much for that message, Becky. And we will see you next time, my ladies. God bless. God bless. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in for this episode of Mommy Heal Thyself. If you like what we're doing here, please share, subscribe, like us, and leave a comment. Your feedback is very much appreciated.